back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for allowing us an opportunity to be a part of your life spiritually. And we've got a topic today that I believe is a familiar topic to a lot of Christians, but I believe it's an undefined topic too. It's one of those words that we use a lot, but a lot of times we don't always use the definition when we use the word. The word is redemption. The word is redemption. And it's used over it's used twenty times in the Bible. So it's I don't want you to think by any means that the study that you're gonna embark on with me today is going to totally fulfill the study of the word redemption, but it will at least pique your interest in it. And if you wish, you can go and do your own study, which I'm sure will harvest some more spiritual truth that'll help you. And that would be what I would recommend that you do, is to try to do your own study on the word redemption. And the word redemption by definition just means this, it means to buy back to buy back. When something was redeemed, it was it was bought back. It was something that was lost originally, and then it was redeemed. It was bought back to the original owner. And if you think about the context of that, our souls originally belonged to God. And then when Adam and Eve sinned, they condemned every man, woman, boy, or girl to separation from God because of their sins. And when Jesus Christ came and died on the cross, what he was doing was he was redeeming mankind's soul so that every man, woman, boy, or girl who wishes to have a personal relationship can now have a personal relationship with the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, because of a work of redemption. And that work of redemption was nothing that we had done to perform, but it was all because Jesus died on the cross and he paid the sin debt for every man, woman, boy, or girl so that they could have an opportunity to be redeemed by redemption. So let's start off with our with our Bible verse there in the book of Colossians chapter 1 in verse number 14. The book of Colossians chapter 1 in verse number 14. The Bible says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, the blood of Christ was shed on the cross of Calvary. So when that blood was shed, redemption was made possible because of him dying on the cross. And why did he die? For our sins. See, it wasn't just redemption through his blood, but redemption gave us an opportunity to have our sins forgiven, even the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 7. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Almost a mirror image of Colossians 1.14. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. See, redemption is possible because God is rich in grace. When God looks our way... He's gracious toward us. He looks toward us in grace. And grace is very simply getting something that you do not deserve. And we do not deserve redemption. But redemption was made possible through the blood of Christ because of the riches of His grace. Because God is rich in grace. He looks our way and He's He's compassionate toward us. He sees us in our fallen condition, and instead of dealing with us in wrath, He deals with us in love and kindness. 
and allows us to be brought back to Him. Now, remember, we did not do anything to merit the favor of God, but everything was done by Jesus Christ when He died on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins, so that we could be redeemed, so that we could experience a work of redemption. The book of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse number 12, Hebrews 9 and verse number 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us all. See, all those Old Testament sacrifices never forgave sins. All they did was push sins off for one year. And what those Old Testament sacrifices were doing were they were holding back the judgment of God on sinful man. They were holding back the tide of the punishment for sin until Jesus could come and die on a cross. See, His blood was what was sprinkled on the spiritual mercy seat in heaven, and I don't have time to get into that, but that's what the Bible says. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us all. But the important part here in Hebrews 9, 12 that I want you to see is that a work of redemption is an eternal work. See, I don't have to be redeemed again next year. I don't have to be redeemed six months from now. No, I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ one time, and I was brought back to God by the work of redemption. And it's an eternal redemption that will last forever and ever and ever. It will last until I draw my last breath and I step onto the sunny banks of deliverance on the other side with my Savior. Because His blood was precious, sinless blood that was shed for the redemption of mankind. And then Psalms 130 and verse 7. The book of Psalm 130 and verse 7. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him is plenteous redemption. Now remember, grace is getting something we do not deserve. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. We deserve to be judged for sin, but God has mercy on us. But notice how his redemption plan works. And with him is plenteous redemption. There's plenty of redemption. The blood of Christ will cover every sin that has ever been committed by any man, woman, boy, girl, all the way from the first sin in the garden until the last sin that will ever be committed. It's plenteous redemption. Don't ever think that you've went too far. Don't ever think that you've done too much wrong. Don't ever think that God is not interested in you because His redemption is plenteous. He wants to buy you back to Him. He wants you to have a personal relationship with Him. He wants you to spend eternity in heaven. He wants you to be able to experience everything that He has for you. But in order for you and me to be able to do that, we have to experience a work of redemption in our life so that we can get our sins dealt with, so we can be brought back to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 30. But of him, of course, that's talking about Jesus Christ, are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification 
and redemption. Now, you'll notice what Jesus Christ was made for us. He was made wisdom, he was made righteousness, and he was made sanctification. Now, for sake of time, I'm not going to deal with those, but we are dealing with the last one. He was made redemption for us. He was our, he was our one ticket, our one opportunity, our one chance to be able to get things right with God. He is our redemption. He is the one who will buy us back to God. And he wants to do a work of redemption in our heart and in our life. And that's what he is to us, is redemption. Romans chapter 3 and verse number 24. Romans chapter 3 and verse number 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. His grace is free to us because of redemption. Redemption was the act that brought us back to God. Redemption was the beginning step for us to be able to get to God. We're, we're freely justified by grace, but in order for us to be justified, redemption had to take place. He had to die on that cross. He had to shed his blood. He had to live a sinless life. He had to conquer death, hell, and the grave. He had to be the work of redemption. The book of Psalm chapter 49 and verse 8. Psalm 49 and verse 8. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. Do you know what God says about our souls? Every man, woman, boy, or girl has a soul. He said it's precious. See, when he looks at us, he doesn't see us as sinners. He doesn't see us as transgressors. He doesn't see us as committers of iniquity. He doesn't see us committing vile, putrefying sin against him. Do you know what he sees? He sees a precious soul that he wants to redeem, that he wants to perform a work of redemption, that he wants to buy back to himself. Their soul is precious. That redemptive work that takes place, it's precious to God. It means a lot to him. He wants us to be a part of his life more than we want him to be a part of our life. And the Christian life is a, is a glorious experience. It's a glorious work to be saved. It's a glorious feeling to know that you're forgiven. But understand that there's a God in heaven who wants us to live the Christian life, who wants us to be forgiven, who wants us to be seen of him in heaven. But we've got to experience the work of redemption. And then our last verse will be Psalm 111 and verse 9. Psalm 111 in verse 9. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. He sent redemption unto his people. He made a way for us through the blood of his cross. He made a way for us to be brought back to God. He's the one who conceived the ideal. He's the one who performed the work. He's the one who should get all the honor and glory for it. And we're the ones who get to experience redemption because of what he did when Jesus came and bled and died upon this earth for the sins of fallen man. And he came to buy us back to God to perform a work of redemption. I want to thank you again for joining us for the Biblical Principles Podcast. 
I do pray the podcast was a blessing to you. And if you've got any questions, comments, or concerns, you can forward them over to us by email at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Thank you again, and have a wonderful evening.